Welcome to 1995 on Living in the Past. Uh, we are finally here. We're back for another season. That's Ben. Hello. This is me, Paul. What's in the box? Um, <laughs> Nothing yet. The box is still empty. Every episode I'm going to be And then we'll watch it and you'll be like, I don't want to know what's in the box anymore. Yeah. Is it Kevin Spacey? I don't want to know. <laughs> um, this is Living in the Past. We are a podcast that goes through the 90s um, each month. Uh, look... We've gone through, um, you might have noticed at the start, it's a new song. Um, thank you very much to Andrew for that. Um, he's, like again, a little genius behind the scenes. We also got some new artwork you might have noticed too, so thank you for Carly for that. Um, and also at the end of the episode, if you want to get some stuff, you want to talk to him about it and tell him, tell him how awesome it is, there's some contact details at the end of the episode. If you want any merchandise, go somewhere else because we're not doing We're not doing merch, no. Um, yet, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to close that tab, but you know. Um, we're also face to face for the first time in year, at least. Yeah, we um, you know until the next wave, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Face to so- face, face with microphones. Yes, yeah. I always think each other like you know, uh, yeah. Every so often, we've done. Um, you would have just uh, heard um, last week our uh, our little ghost investigation that we did. That was a good time. The first of many. Oh, it was a good time. Um, the first of many. Uh, and I yeah, everyone should do one. Um, it's it's stupid, but it's fun. <laughs> They're not all stupid. Uh, so if you don't know the show, uh, this is like at the start of the show we go through. We start the show by not talking about the nineties for like a couple of minutes because we want to get get all of that out of our system. So this is called living in the now. Uh, so this is when we talk about what we've been watching um, that's not nineties related. Um, and I'm going to start off by saying that I did go see uh, Halloween Kills. Oh, no, Halloween Ends, sorry. Huh. God. Amateur. Yeah. Do you even like Halloween? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, which, uh, you know, by this stage I can say, um, you know. <laughs> you still can't say too much. I can't say too much because, you know what? This is actually, there is a bit of a, a, a pretty big um, spoiler in here. So I, I can't really say much about it. But a lot of, I've, uh, online I've seen a lot of people, um, you know, deriding it, which is not unusual for a... Halloween movie. Um, I'm a pretty easy sell. I thought it was really good. I thought it was at least imaginative for a slasher. Um, I feel like your review is getting more positive as time goes on. Because the first thing you said was like, I'm an easy sell. It's okay. And then I saw you respond to someone on Facebook. I'm an easy sell. It's good. And now it's pretty good. (laughs) Well, no, because I've I've had more time to think about it too. So I'm just like, oh, that does make sense. And there's like, there's so many nods to the other ones. Like, and I don't, like, you don't watch a movie just for that, but like, Sometimes you do. David Gordon Green um, has done a lot with these little Easter egg things, and man, in this one particular, like they, there's if you're a if you're a pretty hardcore Halloween fan, you're in for a treat. Um, but you did you go see Barbarian? We did. Was that good? Um, before I discuss the film, mm. you should know. Everyone should know. Apparently, when you go see a preview screening, there is absolutely no trailers, mm. and if you walk in five minutes after what it says. It is pitch black. The theater is full. Someone is in your seats, and the movie is well and truly on its way. Is that every preview that someone's in your seats as well? <laughs> I think it's only the second time we've done a preview. 
Yeah. Um, but it was actually packed. Did you have to relinquish your phone? No. Because I remember back in the day, I think I might have mentioned on here, when I saw G.I. Joe, Rise of the Cobra. Oh, of course. I had to put my phone, <laughs> my phone that was incapable of video. <laughs> <laughs> but still, maybe you're going to phone someone and tell them what's happening. <laughs> I'll tell you what's happening right now in G.I. Joe. <laughs> so Barbarian, was it good? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was quite impressed. You can't give too much away, I'm guessing, as well. So. No, I really can't. Um, but um, I, we, tra- had, the- we had these... So oh, like, someone was in our seats, yeah. but there was two seats next to them. So we just sat there until five minutes later, someone else came in and was like, oh, you're in our seats. And we we're like, there's someone in our seats. And they went, oh, fuck, and walked away. <laughs> and then we're like, shit, we should probably just go into our seats and kick them out so they can have their seats, which we did. And they those people did not come back. But anyway... <laughs> So they just left. <laughs> they went and went and saw another film or got like a refund or something. Um, we went into a cinema. We sat in someone else's seats. We demand a refund. <laughs> well, there was no other seats. That's amazing. There was like a single so one here and there. So someone must have like got in for free or? No, you see, teenage boys uh, thought, I don't want to sit next to each other. I'm just going to sit in this spare seat. Ah. Uh, yeah. So we keep that kid out of our seat, sat in the complete corner where you cannot really see what's going on the screen. <laughs> Um, and then all through the film, they were just discussing. Um, mostly the film, I think, like it was whispering, but it was very, very clear. You could hear them talking throughout the whole thing. Wow. And there was one... Imagine if I'd been... <laughs> That's exactly what Laura and I said afterwards. Like, I wish Paul was here to make them be quiet. Because oh, we both thought about it. And then after like 20 minutes, I just zoned it out. I was like, I don't care. You do you. If you need to talk about it, if you're too dumb to understand what's going on, you need some help, that's fine. Whatever. Um, but we both did have a chuckle. Oh, man fell down. (laughs) (laughs) Dropped his notes. (laughs) This guy came in like, must have been at least half an hour into the film now. Came in the dark, ran around the front and there's a tiny little step. Oh no. And he didn't stack it, stack it, but like he full stumbled and half the theater just cacked it. Like that involuntary, you've seen someone. (laughs) I'll be leaving. I'm like, nah, I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) He just went to the front row and just sat and he's like, oh, fuck's sake. Um, so anyway, there's this point, uh, I don't want to say, I don't know if this is giving anything away. I don't think it is. Um, it all seems very, very obvious what's going on. Yeah. The movie's kind of in two sections almost. Yeah. And this kid behind us goes, oh, he owns the house. <laughs> it could not be more obvious. You could the trailer. <laughs> From when this guy enters the film, you're like, where the fuck are we now? What's going on? And then two minutes later, you're like, Oh, okay, like that's how it's connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this kid, not until the exact moment it's shown, did he realize, <laughs> he's gonna, oh, he's that's why ver- he's involved. He's got to verbalize everything too. Um, we had three teenage boys walk in. So, like, certainly, and look, this is a very long, I mean, this is 1995. We'll get to the 90s in a sec. But if you're a long term listener of this podcast, you know what you're in for. It's, we're going to go, we're going to ramble. You want to be in the now sometimes. So, it was me. And two elderly people. <laughs> I saw the 1045 in the morning session of nice. uh, Halloween Ends. I uh, loved it. Did you have um, popcorn? I did not. I get a coffee and a water. Gross. <laughs> because I am old. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also expensive. Um, mm. Which I talked to the old... No, I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, what, the elderly guy came in and he had like a fucking full pack of popcorn and like a big... I'm like, you, gotta, you shouldn't be eating that stuff now. Look at you. Oh, it's his lunch. He's like, <laughs> Halloween Ends and so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he's in he there. stepped to the very end of the credits. <laughs> I was like, I was 
like I just tapped on the way. I was like, "There's no end credit scene, man." Yeah. All right, you can stay. <laughs> um, but three, three. I'm not gonna say even teenage. I'm gonna say like twenties. Boys walked in. Same thing. One very loud. Mm. He is like he's the Joker of the pack. Oh yeah. So he's like on. He walked in. He's like, "Hey, everybody!" I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. And then like took roll call of the cinema. <laughs> I'm your substitute today. Um, he comes in. And he's like, and then like I'm in H five, and he goes, "Yeah, we're in H 12 I'm like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> so they they come into my um, row. And they're at the other end of my row, so it's not your it's not, row. Yeah, my row. This is Paul's row, everybody. The one, the one that I bought. And then, um, uh, then he, they did, and they were just sitting there, and they're like sort of laughing, and they're on the phones and stuff like that. And it, it hadn't even started yet; like we're still we're not even in the previews yet. And I'm like, oh, fucking vibe. Respectful. They're in quite early then. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to them. So the, you know, I've got the vibe going of like, oh, fuck. And then. One of them gets up and leaves. Oh. And then the other two just are talking for a bit, so I'm whispering. And then they're like, yeah, let's just go. And then they left. And the guy's like, oh. <laughs> they're like, we're leaving everyone. Have a good movie. And I was like, oh, what a shame. <laughs> did you not want to ask them why? I kind of did. And then like, and they didn't return. I thought they were like, again, playing silly bugs and they can't go back. It's like... No, we're back. <laughs> but no, nah, they just left and did not come back. And I'm like, did they read an early review on their phone that they got into Halloween ends? And they're like, oh, um, someone didn't like this. We should leave and go to another one. Or, but they or, paid for it. Or did they pay for this one and then... Or may, like the other thing too was like, maybe they just snuck in. And Who they said just, we're in H12? True. Or maybe they just picked a seat on the screen on the way in. <laughs> Maybe, that... maybe, they, maybe they, they looked at the three people and like, uh, who's going to be the most annoyed? Uh, H5 was previous already. <laughs> or it sounds more legitimate if you sneak into me and be like, hey everyone, we're in H12 because we paid to be in H12. Here we come to our seats that we paid for. So he left and then, well they left and then another guy came in and sat behind me, which I did not like because I don't mm. like people sitting behind me, but yeah. he was good. Um, and then... show, Bob. Bob. <laughs> yes. Um, we're both smoking cigars. <laughs> Um, and yeah, well, then we watched the movie and it was like, it was, but uh, so I, I watched it without my wife. Um, and there's a couple of points where I'm like, I, I needed someone to turn to and go, oh, that's pretty good. I'm like, oh, I got no one. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, at some point we'll watch it again. Um, but yeah, it, uh, long way of saying, uh, give it a go. Uh, give, give, uh, Halloween ends a go. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's away with that and let's go back in the nineties. Let's go into January, 1995. Let's do the events. How many events do we want to do? Because the ones you've sent me don't look like a good time. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, look, I'll get through them. Okay. Um, it was the international international year of tolerance. So no, it wasn't. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> no, no. It's when we all learned tolerance. Nope. And we didn't have to address, address that again. We also had the um, the Dropna wave. The Dropna wave was a wave in Norway that um, over 25 meters tall. Fucking hugest wave. Was Bodie there? You know what? The reason I put this in was to make a point break reference. He was talking about Bell's Beach. Like, what about this? Yeah, it's like when you go to Norway near an oil rig, which yeah. is yeah, but apparently damaged it. So it was like it was it was one of these. It was like the the largest wave ever recorded at that time. Cool. Um, Newt Gingrich 
which we talked about last year a bit. Um, mm. He is a American Republican, Republican that got promoted to Speaker of the House. Um, we talked last year a lot about um, the fact that this was a turning time for conservative politics in Australia. Like, this is when we started hearing people about, like, Tony Abbott, John Howard, Peter Costello, and, like, it started getting a bit more nasty. Like, that that whole term time of, like... They were always on the other side of the coin, but, like, um, Labour and Liberal, Republican, Democrat, sort of... They had a better relationship in the 80s and the and the early 90s. Um, and then this is the start of that being destroyed. Ah, oh, so this is a year of tolerating people's hateful <laughs> viewpoints yes. and agendas. So um, Nick, Nick, Newt Gingrich came in and he um, basically worked towards combining Christian conservatism with re- Republican politics. So getting that Christian values into it, which is like, it's supposed to be a separation of church and state, but he was like, fuck that. This is a guy that also um, cheated on many of his wives. Um, oh. One while his wife, I think one of his wives was sick with cancer. And he was, oh. yeah. Um, he promoted the use of uh, combative language. So I'm going to bring up some of the things, the, some of the words that he wanted to include. And I want you to think of, who do you think of first when you hear some of these words? So the words like betray, bizarre, decay, destroy, devour, greed, lie, pathetic, radical, selfish, shame, sick, steal, and traitors. Hellraiser. <laughs> Or Trump, <laughs> oh, yeah. but like these, these are the words that are still around. So, like whenever they talk, like when Flesh. whenever Democrats talk about, um, you know, anything that's against the Republican values, they call them traitors and like um, and unpatriotic and all that stuff. And it's like this is when they started to use those like words that then struck a tone with uh, conservative Christian voters, and they're like, oh yeah, so like not only do I do I not like Democrats, they're like the devil mm-hmm. as well. And it's just interesting to see that, like, this is where it started to um, to do it. So, yeah, it's 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 just interesting. Like, you know, it's this was definitely a build up. It didn't just happen all of a sudden. Like, the path to Trump was in 1995. <laughs> well, we've got a, a film this month that is very fitting in with with this as well. Which yes, obviously, didn't you know get written and made in January, so it's yeah. But you know, yeah, it's all a culmination of what's been happening on a um on the same thing um. So, Connie Chung, uh, she was a uh, a news anchor, and she had her own show. And she, um, she had had an interview with Newt Gingrich's uh, mum, and she was asking, she was talking, and then Connie Chung asked her, um, "What does Newt think of uh, Hillary?" And oh. Kathleen Gingrich, his mum, said, "Like, oh, I can't say." Um, and then, oh, um. Then she's like, oh, but I can whisper it to you. And she leant forward and she whispered, he's like, he thinks she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, and maybe didn't someone didn't explain this to Kathleen Gingrich, who must have been very old at the time, that mm. even if you have a microphone on and you whisper, it can still hear you. <laughs> well, you've done it in an interview as well, so she's probably just going to yeah. say back what you just said. Yeah, so he went on the attack basically saying they, they took advantage of his life, but like, no one, no one, no one said like, you called the first lady a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um. This is this is definitely you know this, this is the the road to Trump, which is just um very very disgusting. Let's go on to a bit brighter news. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay. One last one, bad one. John Howe. John Howe became the Liberal Party leader, but you know someone had to. 
Um, <laughs> and Fred West, the serial killer, um, hung himself in his uh, cell. Did he hang himself or is it... Stories that he made. I, I don't know anything about it. I just assume if someone shoots himself in prison, that, that maybe they didn't. He was about. I mean, he'd already always always dirty laundry had already been aired in the public light. He's a fucking awful man. Um, his wife is still alive. The one that also and the wife, which is somewhat just as bad, if not worse, she's still alive. Um, but yeah, he he hung himself in his cell. Uh, but going into like a bit lighter stuff, uh, we've got Eddie Vedder. Uh, yeah, we do. Ed self pollution radio. So this is not a huge like I was I saw this like mentioned a few things. Like it's I suppose it's a pretty big deal. Like he basically did this like pirate radio station that could be picked up by any um anyone or any station that had a um satellite receiver and then that would also I believe it's shown in hype, the movie. Yes. Um but you can watch it on YouTube. There's a couple of clips from it. Um I think the most uh famous one is they do not for you. Um, that's the one I've seen most of the time, and you can yep. actually hear. I think you can still hear the broadcast on YouTube if you can look for it. So I'm pretty sure it's around. Like it was, it was a big deal at the time. Yeah, they like. basically had like the who's who of the grunge, yeah, um, industry, like industry, the grunge scene um, there, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite quite a thing at the time. Um, this is when also there was like a lot of discontent in the Pearl Jam camp. Like apparently he was Eddie was. Uh, Going to gigs in a van while everyone else was flying, and you know, this is yeah. this, just, this, just being Eddie. This is this is like the um yeah definitely the the, the midlife the, crisis, the troubled Eddie. times of of the of the Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, going on with music too, we had the Big Day Out of nineteen ninety five, um, which you know, um, I would say it's <laughs> okay. Last one was was really good. This one I was like, yeah, like Ministry. Everyone's like a lot of people gone about Ministry. I never liked them. Um, Primal Scream, Hole, uh, The Cult. Hole, who, by the way, did not do Perth, Adelaide, or the Gold Coast. No, yeah, this is mm. the time where like there was still bands not doing the whole thing. And but, Offspring didn't do Gold. Like, why are people saying no to the Gold Coast? I find that strange. Like, that's the holiday city. You, know, you play a yeah. show, you have a tan, you go to a theme park. <laughs> why are you not going there? Um, the Cult, your 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 friends. Uh, yeah, I like a little bit of the Cult. Yes. Uh, Screen Trees would have been good to see. Uh, yeah, you also had uh, Luscious Jackson. Um, apart from that, I mean, you had Silverchair. That that was like this is their big breakout. I mean, this is the year that they released uh, Frog Stomp. Can you imagine that? Like, you haven't even released your no. first album yet, and you are on every single day of the big day out, and you're like 16, 17 years old. Surely, I mean, tomorrow was out, so it probably would have been kind of a big deal by this point. But they must be on pretty early on in the day. Yeah, but I remember like, you know, like, and everyone has like these t- stories of like seeing, like I always like talk about how I saw Living End when they were supporting Offspring. And it's like, only had like the EP out and stuff like that. So it's like, just before they get, and it's like, I mean, there's no real difference. Like they were still just as good now as <laughs> they were back then. It's like, it's pretty much, it's, it is the same band. Um, it's, it's cool though. It is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like um, I, I got to see Black Keys at the Gov. Yeah. And then it wasn't on, they came back and they're playing the Entertainment Center. I'm sorry. No, not about that, that, about seeing Black Keys. <laughs> oh. He um, doesn't seem like a nice dude. No. I, I really went off that. I know I shouldn't, but I still hang on to when they cancelled their Australian tour due to exhaustion, and then like a week later they're on Conan. Like, <laughs> don't go out selling yourself, promoting yourself, and being exhausted. It, uh, no, I'm not, not a fan. Um, what do you mean? How, how hard's Conan to do? I know, like, I know it's an easy gig, but. You just said you're exhausted. Um, I don't want to see you for three months. 
Go away. Also, um, I know I don't want to list off every band here, but Magic Dirt, they yeah. just recently played a reunion show here in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a reunion. They've, they've always been around. Yeah, I guess it's... But yeah. it's a fi- was it one of those special shows where they do an album or something, though? I don't know. Maybe Possibly. not. Yeah. Um, Spider Bait. Yeah. Uh, Tism. Come out, they came out with their first album this year. Remember Tism? They came out with their first album this year. Um, yeah, it's weird to see... <laughs> the Mark Kane who are just always on the big day out. <laughs> you know what's weird to see? There's what? no powder finger on here. <laughs> well, 96 no, is it. No powder finger. 96 is double allergic, I'm pretty sure. Silver chair on there. Silver chair, 12 year old. Body jars on here. Custard. <laughs> Regurgitator. <laughs> what's wrong with custard? Nothing, I didn't say anything. I just said their name. I like it. <laughs> Fuck, there's a lot of bands here. Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah. Oh, he man. came out quite regularly, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. This is uh Oasis cancelled. <laughs> oh yeah, um because of the legal problems. Cuz like they had just been on a tour and the, the, I think there was a very famous incident where like they got on a ferry in I'm going to say Denmark and Liam just went fucking nuts and just like was like yeah, oh, like guys. um had to get like carried off. Like this is like peak Oasis like I mean, I didn't. I didn't think it was ever time they were they weren't causing problems. But, weren't yeah. peaking. <laughs> weren't peaking. Yeah. Um, so let's um, go on to the Golden Globes. Forrest Gump won Best Drama. Lion King won Best One Musical and Comedy. Imagine seeing Priscilla Edward for Weddings and Funeral and like uh, the cartoon one. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Tom Hanks won for Forrest Gump as Best Actor. Jessica Lange for Blue Sky, which we did not watch um, last year. That was no. the one with um, Tommy Lee Jones, but I think yeah. it, it was hard to find. Um, Hugh Grant won for Four Rings and Funeral, so we're going to see a lot more Hugh um, until he does something, <laughs> until he does something naughty. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis won for True Lies, which you know, look again, we have our problems with that movie, but you know, she her performance is, is good. Yeah. Uh, Martin Landau for, Landau for Edward, which I think is definitely um, deserved. Uh, Kevin Bacon in the Real Wild would have been amazing for him to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and Kevin Bacon wins for being Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diane Weist. Yeah. Uh, and then we've, uh, she got for, for musical and comedy for Bullets of Broadway um, and Robert Zemeckis won for Best Director for Forrest Gump. Best Screenplay went for Pulp Fiction for Quentin Tarantino. And um, Can You Feel the Love Tonight uh, got best song. So, you know, fairly, fairly, uh, I mean, apart from um, Jessica Lang, like I think like a lot of it could have been <laughs> fairly predictable, but yeah. Well, we'll find out when the Oscars come around and see if they do the exact same. Cool. And lastly, we always check in with this, um, the OJ Simpson trial uh, began, or like the actual trial began. So uh, the, uh, all the, um, Jurors were sequestered, uh, which makes me think of The Simpsons. Um, they they do the opening statements. So um, and also OJ uh, <laughs> publishes a book called "I Want to Tell You." Good timing. Um, this is also he, he he's he's quite the author. He re- remember he released that one where he said, um, "This is what would happen if I did it." Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so, I mean, it's a good way to call yourself innocent. So the Kinda. prosecutors basically say, look, he's got a long um, a long history of uh, spousal abuse. The defense came up and basically said, look, this bloody glove um, that they found. <laughs> this bloody glove. This bloody glove. Um, 
we're gonna that's uh, we reckon that was planted by um, Furman Mark Furman the the racist cop um, or we'll Michael Caine. We'll, we'll you're hear. only supposed to plant the bloody glove. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, then. Uh, the defense team actually uh, basically got fight. Well, they, they, two of them stopped talking to each other, and that's when um, Johnny Cochran walked in. Oh. All this year, we'll talk about the, the trial because um, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff will come out, and you'll just see how it just breaks down. What what should have should have could have been is not, and it's just Great. Uh, very surprising. So let's go on to for the first time in 1995 sport. No, it's been a marvelous game here. Yes, Championship curling on CBC. We have a, a very, very exciting thing coming up. But I'll start off with the garbage. Am I going to get, get a kick out of it? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. I was thinking about something else. Um, let's start with what these idiots did in America. Uh, the... NHL strike ends. I saw that, yeah. The 11th or 13th of January. Um, everyone's like, let's go back and play some hockey here. <laughs> what are we fighting about here? <laughs> um, so, quite impressive. I think it must have been... I haven't read all the articles about it because, uh, you know. Um, so, it ends on the 11th. I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> Thank you. It must have been coming for a while. Like, they must have been getting closer to it because it restarts on the 20th. So well, it ends, this, and then a week later they're playing games. This and the baseball one are yeah. coming to a close. So maybe like there's like maybe people are just like look, Americans need to watch something. Get it back. Get yourself together. Well, I mean, I guess because football season's coming to an end. Yeah. Then like we're gonna need some sport soon, guys. <laughs> um, actual sport. Speaking of Super Bowl XXIX. Well, that be twenty nine. Yes. 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 I hope so. <laughs> so just, why do they use that? Um, this was the Chargers, 49ers, San Diego, San Francisco. Yep. Held in Florida. Weird. Very unfortunate. They they pick out like <laughs> the years prior where it's going to be played, <laughs> and now you've got two West Coast teams playing on yeah. the East Coast, and no one wants to watch that. Um, 49ers pounded the Chargers. Um, I don't know if it was a good game to watch. I didn't watch it. The... It wasn't because it was American football. Uh, sometimes. Okay. Um, we have some tennis because it's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I stopped mentioning it last year because it just got boring. Because yeah, it's tennis? <laughs> pretty much. Um, I only wanted to mention it while the Australian Open was going on or just as it started in New Zealand. There was also a tennis tournament. Oh. And what sort of company would you want to sponsor a sport where you're sprinting back and forth on a court? McDonald's. Cigarettes. Hey. <laughs> the Benson in and Hedges Open. In 1995. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was no 40 good 40 love, and if you love the smooth taste of Benson and <laughs> Hedges. <laughs> uh, yeah, so tennis players won both those events. Um, <laughs> tennis players. <laughs> obviously. So this is this is probably the big news that if anyone knows about January nineteen ninety five, and mm. I was going to do some Premier League results, but I think 
it went on hiatus because Eric Cantona. We've been talking about this for a, for a while. This has been mentioned a few times. The uh, the world renowned greatest player of all time, allegedly by some people who started out at Leeds United. Um, <laughs> That's where he learned his kicking skills. <laughs> <laughs> no, he never got on. Apparently, he was shit. Uh, I think everyone knows he kicked someone in the crowd. He did. He got sent off for a bad tackle. We 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 will show the video. Which when I mentioned this during the week was not I I remember terrible seeing like the, what it's terrible. I remember seeing like the full full. I, I thought I could saw the full force of the kick, but like you really see, um, a, a a bit of a scramble. Like you saw you see the you see the guy coming down and yelling at him, and then you see um Ganton are like running over, and kind of he kind of full body throws himself at it. It's not a kick. It's like a full body throwing himself like. Yeah, he gets horizontal. Yeah, in the air. like, it's impressive. It's pretty good form, I think. Uh, like he's not holding his guard up. He's, no, he is kind of flying. I don't know what both his arms are doing. Um, the guy being kicked, he's uh, Matthew. He's throwing his hand out like he's tried to protect himself pretty well. Uh, his jacket looks pretty sturdy, mm. so I don't think it was too bad. But I could imagine like Cantona just going at him with this full rage, probably not knowing what he's doing. And then he's in the air. He's like, oh, I better throw a leg out here. <laughs> um, and we'll put it up on the Instagram, the video and a photo. <laughs> look, we've got a photo and it, it bears. <laughs> While you're listening to this, please look up our Instagram or like find yeah. this photo from uh, mirror.co.uk. We'll, we'll, we'll put source. it up. And this is, this is, this is like, this is interactive podcasting, everyone. So if you want to, going to pan to the left here. <laughs> Uh, we've got someone um, with a scally cap, just like full mouthy. Like, I love there's a guy just um, uh, above Cantona's left arm who's got his hand over his mouth of like, oh my god. Oh, that, that's Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> that's not, yeah, Matt LeBlanc. He's in London, baby. <laughs> it's his first football game. Most people look bemused, just like, ah, oh, here he goes again. <laughs> It's so wild, the difference in faces. Yeah. Like, the guy top left, he's like, he knew it was coming. Expect nothing less than a, from a French animal. <laughs> Which um, is what... He, no, so we should preface oh. that with that. That's what he said. Yes, sorry. So... <laughs> we don't share the opinions of that guy against French people on this um, show. <laughs> so there was a trial for this. It'll be next year. But we won't come back to this because we're moving on. Um, the Kiki claims he shouted... Off, off, it's an early bath for you, Mr. Cantona. <laughs> um, Cantona's defense denied that that's how it went. And apparently, Mr. Simmons shouted, fuck off back to France, you French bastard, you French animal, your mother is a French whore. See, which is a lot to get out. But the thing is, like, there's such a stark difference between what he said. Like, the guy who said, like, oh, it, no, I just said it's time for an early bath. He needed to like go a little bit further than that. Like not not maybe not the racist stuff, but maybe like just like, oh, I said fuck or something like that. But like he's like went to I said nothing. I said he needs an early bath. And they're like, No, you're a racist animal <laughs> that, yeah. that says something about his mum. Um I think everyone also so shocked that there was an actual um doppelganger of Eric Cantona in the crowd behind the two yeah. being kicked. Um and as we saw just look, this is what we do. If you look, if you look to the very far right of the photograph, there is a young lad with a Chicago Bulls hat. Uh, I don't think we should assume this person's gender because I, I cannot tell. This is a grainy photo. Okay, there's, there's a there's a young person with a Chicago Bulls hat 
and a Canterbury. I'm assuming a Canterbury jumper on. And yep. he he is. And they are the nineties. And some sort of windbreaker. Some sort of windbreaker, yeah. With some purple and teal. And there's someone next to him just going. Yee! Yeah. <laughs> Again, like the facial. And your dad, the CIA agent, up there as well. <laughs> no, he's behind the doppelganger, and he's like. We need it. He's like the um in X Files, like the the guy trying to. He's got like a little uh, ice pick behind. He's gonna go through his neck. <laughs> also, doppelganger is um a spitting image of not Daniel Day Lewis, but the other guy that's in in the name of the father. You know the guy. No, he looks right. like Casey Jones. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And there's a young child there right in front of it. Who must be like. <laughs> That day, he's like, Mummy, I'm going to go to a football game today. It's my first one. <laughs> I want them to do a Where Are They Now? Oh, man. To come awesome. back to all these people. The oral history of the Cantona uh, kicking. Man, I would, I would read that or watch that. It's going to be amazing. Um, and although we shouldn't have gone to the mirror for any of this information. No. The fact... So, <laughs> this is my favorite bit. Firstly, I can't see anywhere where they've called it Kiktona. <laughs> just an abomination. So, the Mirror article came out last year. starts off, Eric Cantona has admitted he regrets not kicking Crystal Palace fan Matthew Simmons harder, <laughs> despite receiving a nine-month ban for his infamous moment of madness. <laughs> my only, only regret is I did not kick him better, uh, harder. I mean, it looks like a pretty good kick. He was on, um, he's on the Drone Toronto show, and he basically says, like, um, like it's, it's from a few years ago. And Cantona was like, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, he had no regrets whatsoever. It was just like, yeah, yeah why would you? I mean, to, um, he went to jail for two weeks, apparently. But to only get a nine-month ban for that, yeah, I feel is not too bad. Yeah, I mean, and uh, also, like, he's he was a well-renowned uh, hothead yeah. at that point. So this is like, it's like the, like, I don't, I, I'll say, I don't watch a lot of English Premier League these days, but, like, I don't hear about, like, you know, the Vinnie Joneses and like the Eric Cantonals like we had back in like the nineties. No, it's like it, it can't happen now. Yeah, um, like I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying like that it was better back then. I'm just saying that like obviously they they realize that like we just can't let one person get all the attention for like the wrong things. There was so. a guy last year who I think he got a ban for torturing a cat or something. Jesus. Yeah. So there's still messed up people in football, but like, give me a kicking a fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Last big sport news. Nice. This is what we've all been waiting for. Dale Strawberry. Cue the music. It's curling time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy. We are back for the Canadian Senior Curling Championships. Oh, uh, not junior. There was a junior. I was like, who cares? Um, <laughs> so we have the, the men's and the women's comp. Yes. They all played each other... Nine. There was ten games. Yep. Eleven games. You've got yeah. Eleven games. Um. So some sort of round robin, I imagine. Saskatchewan finished oh. out on top. Nine wins, two losses. But they still have a finals. So although they they finished clear top with the best team all year round, they choked it in the finals. <gasps> Who did they choke to? Who did they choke to? I can tell you, Paul. Ottawa? Ontario. Ontario. Who, to be fair, did come second. Okay. But still, it's got to hurt. Well, yeah, I look, I was talking to uh, my dad recently because our football team, well, his, uh, the one I 
go into once they're doing good. Um, <laughs> the local team, the North Adelaide Roosters, they got into the grand final and like they were they won the minor premiership mm-hmm. and they had like the the week off and all that stuff in the finals and they lost quite convincingly in the well not quite convincingly yeah, but like convincingly they, yeah um, but like yeah sometimes it's actually not the best being the the one at the top because Adelaide Crows fans know it all too well. Yeah, like yeah, actually, it's probably better to just keep going, chugging along, and not having that week off. I think it sort of just it breaks your focus or something. Yeah. As for the women's comp, yeah, Northern Ontario finished out on top. Ooh. How did they go in the finals? Uh they won. They sure fucking did. <laughs> they they gave Quebec fifteen to two in oh. the final. Yeah. They gave Quebec a Quebecing. Oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that's it very very exciting end to sports nice I love me some curling and I'm like I should have known because it was like the, uh, the, uh, the it's winter so it yeah. is um, so let's get into film who yeah eh. well mm. Uh, we got House Guest, Higher Learning, Far From Home, The Adventures of Yellow Dog, <laughs> Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, Before Sunrise, Murder in the First, SFW, Miami Rhapsody, The Surgeon, and Bad Company. Not bad. No. I mean, for January, like, we have to remember, for four years now, oh, man. Yeah. we've been so excited <laughs> in January, and it's just dipped. Oh man, like this is this is probably the best January, like in comparison to the other Januaries that you could ever get. This is probably better than all the other Januaries combined, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no leprechauns here. <laughs> it's just a shame that Ethan Hawke came along. Okay, so uh, this year I think like we because like uh, this is uh, usually the biggest section we have um, of the entire um, podcast because like we're both big movie lovers. Um, let's, tr- let's let's try and contain it <laughs> a little bit this okay. time around. What did you watch? I watched Higher Learning, Far From Home, Demon Knight, and Before Sunrise. Okay, so I watched House Guest, House Guest uh, Far From Home, De- Demon Knight, Before Sunrise, The Surgeon, and Bad Company. And okay. it's hard to contain it when you watch all of the films. Well, and starting from this time onwards, I have started uh, giving them stars out again. I noticed so for, that for a while there, I wasn't doing it, um, but now I've thought, well, this could be like a little bit of a thing we can do with the with the pod. Um, so I will just get my uh, my 1995 list up. So now, okay, let's talk about Demon Knight firstly because uh, fucking hell, I hated that movie, and I, I, a lot of people really like this movie, and I think it's that whole thing of um, I I equate it to this. When you're playing in a punk band and you're with older punks, they either say, like, you need to listen to, mm. like, uh, Sex Pistols and um, no. and all that sort of old English stuff. And, like, or, or like and like and they're like, you're not a true punk unless you, like, listen to all this stuff. Like, yeah. And the same with horror movies. Like, when you talk to people about horror movies, it's like, oh, you got to love, like, the Tales from the Crypt. I'm like, but do you? Because... I think if you're 13 years old, yes. But even back, like, I mean, it's a, it's a very gory it's a very sexy movie is it in some bits well there's, i mean there's there's boobs in it so uh, like yeah um a boob there's, sexy there's boobs and, <laughs> there's boobs and gore in it um right very much right from the start and like that whole tale from the crypt like the whole crypt keeper thing like you know i i've never been a part i've never been sort of one for it. even the creep show movies back in the 80s i was like 
they had a couple of good segments, but I, I kind of like those better because they were anthology movies that had like three different things. So you could always yeah. pick something good out. This is an entire movie that should have been a half hour segment. Yeah, that was my worry when it started. I was like, and there's some decent names like Billy Zane, Jada oh, Pinkett, man. the guy, the old man from Gremlins. Yeah, well, I think he's in a lot of these movies. Um, that's Dick Miller. But um, I expected that it was going to be Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, who is basically Jason Mewes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's so funny to see his early stuff because, like, they—he was a stoner or like that sort of role for a bit, and then like he gets Ned and Stacy, and it's like, all right, you can. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I just I kept thinking that it was going to break into sections because it just feels like an episode. I don't know because of what I knew from it originally. Yeah. But it, definitely longer than it needed to be. Like the puppetry and stuff was cool. Like the the effects weren't the worst. Yeah. I just, I don't know who it's for. I don't know if, if at the time it was scary or, and now I just think like this is for children. I don't or like was the, it for children? I don't, I don't like the fact that they're still giving Billy Zane any work because he's terrible. He's not the worst thing in the film though. I thought the fan. I thought we were past the Phantom, but that's in '96. Yeah, <laughs> like we're still, still more, still more Zane to go still around. Still got Phantoms to come as well. Um, Billy Zane was not the bomb in Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> and the the Jesus flashbacks. Yeah, like what is? It's a weird movie. I gave it one star. I also gave it one star, but kudos that a uh, a black woman wins. Yeah, CCH Panda. She's she's uh, oh and oh sorry, Jade Pinkett Smith, and then yes. um. Just, just Jade Pinkett in this. Yeah, just Jade. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what, what am I putting there's this no on? Smith. Yeah, there's no Smith. <laughs> Do you know this is the year of Bad Boys? Yeah, I had no. I thought that was like '98. Yeah, it's, this is this is getting scary now. Where '95 feels current. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so after that, I went on to Far From Home: The Adventures of Yellow Dog, and look. I was more into this film than I should have ever been. Um, I'm going to rewatch it with my son. It's a pretty good survival tale. Um, I'm a bit concerned about how the dogs were treated in this movie because it's a bit where like a dog is literally pulling a kid on a bike or pulling a kid like across a yard. Yeah. Um, that didn't. He didn't. It you're not worried like about a, the kid. You're worried about the dog. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah! Like the dog looked like it was struggling. Um, is it not? Look, I try to tell myself this all the time that you can't. Think about how a dog looks because dogs are all dumb and cute and adorable, but this is an ugly Labrador. Labrador is supposed to be one of the most textbook adorable dogs and you found the ugliest one. It was wet most of the time, by the way. Um, so if you've never seen uh, Far From Home, it's about... Um, uh, um, you know the guy a from stupid Se- ass dad. You know it's the guy from Seinfeld named Whit? <laughs> Whit? <laughs> he's ah, the, he's the leader saying. of Susan's um, yeah. uh, memorial. And he's also uh, the congressman that um, in X-Men... Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he is <laughs> the world's dumbest dad. So he takes his like his 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 kids find a dog and adopt it, and then they go on a they take the dog on a boat. I'm not sure you take should take dogs on a boat. No. Um, boat crashes. Um, they go they get stuck in this. Uh, it's not. Is it an island? Yeah, it's like some random rock that has trees all over it. Look, but hang it's, on, it's expansive. They they're in stormy weather. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And the kid's like, I'm going to go check on my boat. And I was like, okay, just put your life jacket on. As he's going through these thrashing waves. <laughs> and then this huge tidal wave comes and he goes out to his son. He's like, yeah, you just sent your son out into the wilderness of your boat. Yeah. For no reason. Of Mim- course he's going to get blown off and die. Mimi's very, not very happy at all. <laughs> no, she should not be. Um, she's, this is probably like the... Uh... 
She's always kind of like got a bad streak in her. This is probably like the, the most nice I've seen Mimi yeah. Rogers play a role. You know who's not nice? Is the search master. Oh, yeah. Why does he keep acting like, we're not going to find him. We're going to give up. Oh, we're not giving up. I'm going to make you think we're giving up, but we are not giving up. It's like the Simpsons like giving one, one second to placate the children. Kids, your dad's going to be just fine. <laughs> um, Get the cadaver dogs out. Oh, man. Um... So they're, they're on this, uh, the, the scenery in this movie is like it looks amazing. It's in it's in Vancouver. It's pretty. Um, it's a very pretty movie. Uh, so the the boy and the dog get washed up on the beach. Um, they reunite in a way that <laughs> you think that they're gonna like crash heads get together when they when they're running across the, bre- the oh, beach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. There's um there's a, there's a lot of. Uh, I don't know. Annoyances in this. It's yeah, very dumb. The, the dog looks pretty. Like the the kid actually also um played by uh he's in a lot of movies. A boy. Nah, he's in um it's like Jesse Bradford. He's in a bunch of stuff like later on. Um, but yeah, like, the dog looks pretty like miserable the entire time. The best bit I think is when <laughs> they've been there for a while, like a few weeks. They've they're just kind of out of food, so the kid finds these um berries and um these bugs. Yeah, and he's made it into a paste. And he eats it. Then he gives it to the dog. And the dog just looks at it just like... Try to starve, And he's like... And he even sort of, he even sort of has, a, has a go at him like, you've got to eat. You need the protein. The dog's like... Mm. Which I bum. guess is supposed to be funny, but you've got a Labrador. Unless was this was like a trained guide dog. Yeah. That Labrador's e- eating everything he sees. <laughs> the, the, the dog's going, I'm waiting you out so I can eat you. Because <laughs> did you notice the dog has lost no weight? No. The dogs were like, I'm full. I've already eaten four rabbits today <laughs> when you weren't looking. Um, if you if you want to know that Jesse Bradford's the main guy and bring it on. Haven't seen it. Well, we'll get there. Is that? Um, so 2000. I know, I know he's like, he's living out in the shore, which makes sense. He's smart. <laughs> And then wolves attack him. But why does he just continually go inland? And then helicopters and stuff come and he keeps going inland. What What are you expecting to happen? You're just he, going to the other side of the coast? I don't know. Like, and the dad's like, he's smart. He'll survive. Who knows what he's doing? The he's best, running away from you. The worst thing to do, like the worst thing about it was like, keep coming back to the dad because the dad was just like, you know, he's, he's falling apart. Like he, he is like, he, he's not a nice dad. Um, he told him about a bunch of survival mm. skills and lots of stuff, but like, Maybe he's not nice. Maybe he's just dumb. Um, oh, he's, he's the dumbest dad. Also, why are they not living on the island? They fly there, they search for a few hours, then they go home. Also, Take like a whole shitload of gear, go and live there for a week and look. There's a ranger station there that they could have gone into. Yeah. Like, what, what, I don't know. Um, the best bit though is when he makes, he, makes a, he makes a cast out of a tree that would cast yeah. and it looks so fake. <laughs> and it was, he says, I've got to protect my legs or something you've got fur you're okay yeah you got fucking pants on <laughs> and it's a difference and also you're making the choice constantly to get wet yeah. like you get wet a lot you're like i'm gonna jump in this puddle all right he's like gonna get rid of hypothermia he's like do you know what gets rid of hypothermia not getting wet yeah um they eventually rescue him but the dog runs off <laughs> no the dog falls off well. the world's widest log oh man the widest log that's ever existed in the world yeah, this is some... Um... And the rest of you guys are like, oh, your dog's fine. We'll come back for it. <laughs> We're coming back for the dog. Um, and then he comes out, and this is um, a couple of times this already this season watching movies that should have just ended. Like, really, they should have just got the dog too and ended the movie then. Like, it's yeah. fine. But then they do this little bit where, like, 
They've rescued the kid. He comes back and he's all pissy because everyone's like, oh, you're a hero. He's like, my dog was a hero. And they're like, all right. And, that, and, that's, and that's, that's a girl in his grade saying, hey, do you want to catch up sometime? I think you're a hero. You're going to get boob. And he's like, my dog's a hero. And he's like, ah, okay. Well, Look, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all for the kid at this point because if my dog's gone, I, I, don't, I don't want any of you. And then she kisses him. He's like, I don't have a dog anymore. <laughs> I'm asexual now. Dog. <laughs> I just I don't even care. Um, it's, not, it's not doing anything to me. I have a lot of gripes with this film. You may have noticed. <laughs> I, I um, can tell. So, spoiler: the dog comes back every it's... day. He goes out on his back porch and he blows a little dog whistle, and eventually, it's just walking back. How does it get back though? How does it get back? Just... They're on a rock. <laughs> That they got washed up upon like miles. So the dog swam for days yeah. to get back to land and then walked back to their house. <laughs> the dog made a raft out of bobcats and wolves. <laughs> and just like... Uh, it's, um, I do have one note here too saying that the dad looks like old Bon Jovi. Because <laughs> sometimes where I was like, is that Bon Jovi? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> That's what Bon Jovi's doing with his life. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, two let's, stars. Yeah. Uh, so two and a half for me. I was like, oh. I, was, I, I got invested. What'd you yeah. give Demon Knight? One. One? Yeah, same. Uh, so let's move on to... Uh, Tell me about House Guest. Oh, House Guest is... Okay, so House Guest is a movie... Um, I watched it purely because it's got Phil Hartman in it. Um, not, not for Sinbad. Not for Sinbad. Sinbad is fucking annoying this movie um this movie is uh i i do like this whole uh thing of um family comedies that bring hardened mafia thugs to the suburbia like oh yeah the amount of times that like you know and it's 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 one of those um he basically gets in trouble with the mob and owes them money so he goes to the airport to try and uh escape them and in the at the time he, he he overhears phil hartman saying i'm I'm waiting for my friend. He's black. He's my age. And Sinbad's like, I'll do that then. So he just says like, and like, he's like, I haven't seen him in 25 years. Or so, no, nah, maybe not that long, but like he hasn't seen him for a long time. So he's like, oh, I can, I can play that guy. So he's like, and so he goes up, he's like, oh, it's you. And then Phil Hartman basically in, just says, yep, you're my friend. You kind of don't look like him, but you know, time's passed. So I'm going to believe that you're him. Yep. They go back and Phil Hartman's um, a lawyer. He's got quite the house in suburban, um, uh, I think it's uh, Philadelphia. Um, and his his daughter's a goth um, who listens Classic. to... A goth that listens to Dinosaur Jr. Nice. <laughs> There's a bit where like she's being consoled by Sinbad about something and he goes into a room and, and feel the pains on. Uh, and in the... Could bracket, it be anything else? On the subtitles it says melancholic music I'm like no it's not of course it is get to the get to the chorus yeah but it's called feel the pain um the uh and she's dating a guy that um is pretending to be a, a black uh I don't know gangster type sort of dude oh. lots of um but you're just gonna say he's pretending to be black lots of lots of cultural appropriation going on there the son um wants to be a basketball player and gets um he's, he's feeling a lot of pressure from the dad and there's like a, a small daughter too that's they're basically like they're, they're neglecting his children his wife is the she's got this yogurt store that's got like really really popular so he feels like he's being neglected by her oh. it's a very weird um 
there's a lot of like little wrinkles here of like you didn't need to put that in um so we find out that the guy that Sinbad is pretending to be is like a well-known dentist. Uh, we know that because um, he has to give a speech about it you know, to the whole school I for careers this. day, yeah. and um, he like he brings a slideshow and it's just basically like fucked up mouths. <laughs> um, and like this, okay, there's there's some believable stuff that happens. Like he does he does flub his way through quite a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. the, the, then um, he finds out that. Apparently this guy's a vegetarian and he comes to the house and like Phil Hartman's only got vegetarian stuff for him to eat. So, so there's a, like a lot of um, a lot of knocks against vegetarianism and also he just wants a Big Mac. There's, there's so many references to McDonald's in this movie. It's ridiculous. I mean, you got to pay for those actors somehow. He calls them Mickey D's. You, you can tell where it goes from here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not a horror movie. Like as, as, as far as one of these ones goes, like it's... Remember that one Milk Money last year? <laughs> It's way better yeah. than that. Uh, but it's just... Um, I always wondered why people thought Sinbad... Because I, I saw him in a couple of things. And he's like, oh, he's in Jingle All The Way and he's not that mm-hmm. bad in that. For a whole movie though, like it's 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 a lot. Yeah. Um, Phil Hartman's not very Phil Hartman in it too. He's actually yeah. a nice guy in this. And I'm like, I kind of like it when you're... Isn't mean. he also in Jingle All The Way? Yes, he's the next yeah. neighbor. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> Man, wow. I can't wait next yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, exciting. I cannot wait also. <laughs> My wife's cookies. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Phil Hartman's got a voice that when he's doing something nice, you still think that he's doing something mean. Yeah. Like it's just, it doesn't work. Um, some awesome uh, 90s dad clothes in this movie though. So really like that. Um, <laughs> I gave this one, I think two stars. So look. Seems generous. I know. Like I, I, as I said, I'm an easy sell on Halloween. I'm an easy sell on like um, goofy um identity swap sort of movies in the 90s so uh yeah give it two stars let's talk about before sunrise um let's talk about how women get murdered what you meet a random man on the train and like oh i'm just gonna stop in a random city with him and spend the whole day okay so here's what i thought was gonna happen did you see my rating for this i did what's your rating for it half of what yours was um here's the thing and here's where i don't know Possibly the age gap, or possibly wait, I don't know because like you wait, like the, the actor's age gap. No, me and yours age gap. It's it's extreme. It's not extreme. No, it's not. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> I don't know. I like I've got for some reason I've got a nostalgia for this movie. Like I, it's one of those ones that like when you're working in a beer store or like even if you're just like you know in late nineties teenager, you wanted to kind of be this guy because he went he went to like you know it was like it was this. It's a movie where Ethan Hawke goes to um, Europe and you find out later he's actually there to meet up with his girlfriend. When they break up and he goes onto a train, he meets Julie Delpy, who is amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, and they have, they basically, they, she could get off, they could split up sort of right at them, like right away, but they decide to spend the entire night together in Vienna and then get, um, and then leave in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it's a very long day, apparently. Yeah, and you they basically talk the entire movie, and it's just this thing of like, and I've done this, you know, like in in the past and in, in in my younger days and all that stuff. Like it's, I liked it because it for the first time I remember when I was watching it, it was like those there wasn't this like, uh, I mean, <laughs> insane that they do have sex that night, but like it seemed well, do they? I think you're led to believe that they did. Hmm. On the ground, yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, it doesn't seem like that's the main 
point of getting together. Like they yeah. have such a good conversation. Like you didn't like this is this makes way for like you know, obviously it's a little bit sort of like funnier with Kevin Smith and stuff like that. But like we we we're now getting into that sort of indie. Um, more focusing on like conversations and like dialogue and stuff rather than like um, cutting to you know a sex scene or like you know it's a bit more believable yeah um, and for that reason like I've just always loved this movie um, I haven't actually seen uh, the second or third one I've only seen this one um, so I'm, look- I'm looking forward is to there four of them now three I thought there was an after sunset and after sunrise no there's before before sunset before sunset and then before midnight Ah, yeah, um, and then like you know, I, I think everyone should watch this on Stan. Um, if you get a chance to watch it, it's it's a like I found it really really good. And the first time that I watched this, I had to I had to say, <laughs> so we have a shopping center near here called Teach Plaza. Um, and in the food court, I don't know whether they still do it, but they used to have like just televisions just showing what was whatever was on Channel Seven That's that what day. They do now. So one time I was there, I don't know why I was there, um, and I just happened to be eating, um. And they had Before Sunrise on as the midday movie <laughs> and they had subtitles on. And I found myself fucking drawn to this movie and I watched like nearly nearly an entire movie. I, I sat there the entire time. like watching the ads. This, yeah, even the ads were on the little stuff. And I'm like watching this movie and I'm like, oh my God, like this is amazing. And I, I think I ended up like, you know, grabbing a second cup of coffee or something like that and just watching it. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and so like every time I see the, especially that scene at the start when I'm on the train, like it's, it's just like, I'm back in the the food court of my local shopping center, just like watching it. <laughs> That's so I didn't hate it. I that was I noticed straight away. The biggest issue I'm going to have with it is I don't have any connection with this film prior. Yeah. And the three notes I made: <laughs> firstly, how women get murdered. <laughs> Secondly, if I was younger, I'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> and then to add on to that, this is 15 years too late. Yeah. If I'd watched this. But the, even then, I, okay, to take a phrase from my good friend Adam, who always used to hashtag travel wanker, I don't want to say it out loud, but I feel like I was a little bit that guy once. Oh. So I'd watch this and be like, it's it. I'm either, if I was young, I'd either connect with it because like that, I felt like that was me. Yeah. Or I'm going to hate it because like, having, I, wasn't, I wasn't like that. Having known you, you could be this dude. Like, well, you were that dude. Like, I mean, you were... Not in, and like he's a better character than he was in his um, reality bites. He's not so much a douchebag, yeah. but he, he does. And even he even pays himself out. He's like, I say quasi intellectual things. I'm not saying that's what you do, but like, no. But we all, but I have no a, intellect when I travel. But in, a, but in a way, in the in your twenties, you do that without even thinking about it. Like you get this, like you get this train of thought going. In like, you, it's the douchebag years. Yeah, you don't you get, mean to be. You get so excited about things that you know that you don't. Yeah, think other people Especially know. Or, if you invested about you know becoming like, and the thing is like. You know, they both, and she even said, I wanted to kiss you or have sex with you as soon as I, as soon as we got off the train. Yeah. But like the fact that like they can be adult about it and tamper those like feelings down and like have a conversation, like even after they first kiss, they didn't kiss again for another 20 minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, you know, whereas like any other ones, like, you know, like kiss and it's like, oh, they instantly find a place and go have sex. And it's like, there's this bit and, and like a lot of people will talk about it. The bit in the record store. Mm. Okay, so they're in, they're in a listening booth and they're both listening to this yeah. song. And she looks at him and then occasionally he'll meet her look, but then she'll look away and it's like, oh, yep. are they going to kiss? Yep. Are they going to kiss? And they both... And like, if you have ever... If you've lived and you've ever been... 
everyone's been in that situation that that, that it that I've moment never, of tension where I've like, never seen anything in a movie that tells me like that made me feel about that tension that they're about to kiss as that scene yep it's amazing it's it's all right. It's, it's amazing. No, it's amazing. That's that that part of the film. I think is just like one of my favorite bits. Like for this, for this, it might. I don't know whether it's, oh, I still haven't worked out really what's going to be my favorite um, movie of the, of this month. But like that bit apart is is just amazing. Like yeah, I'm I'm a little bit sad now. That I don't have that nostalgia connection because it it is. Like, I remember having those moments with people and I know, like, <laughs> the joy and excitement of, like, just meeting a random stranger and you just connect with them. Yeah. But as you get older or, like, as the, you know, it goes on, you realize that it's just in that moment. And yeah. At, at the end where they talk about meeting in six months, like, <laughs> you don't have a life or relationship outside of this. Like, this is a bubble mm. where you're both just free and wild and yeah, it all times perfectly. You can't move in with each other and... Yeah. go back to work and still have this bond like you can't recreate that thing ever again it's no. like that's so that moment it's gonna be like it's like because like after that it's like you've done it and it's like you know it's yeah it's so great it's a good film I, just, I didn't get that like it didn't suck me in yeah in the way that if i'd watched this when i was younger or if, i don't know it was good like i feel mean giving it two stars because it's a good film but i just didn't <laughs> buy in entirely to the chemistry i don't think i think because it's it's very real it's very honest it's not yeah yeah overdone it's not over dramatized it is it is reality look yeah it's 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 definitely one that everyone should watch at least once um but probably should have watched about 15 years ago <laughs> yeah. um um we do have one more i'm sorry what's that higher learning oh yeah um i did not watch that because i was like i i i, I tossed it up and like house guest <laughs> And then I saw a bunch of reviews for Higher Learning, and it was like um, it seemed a little um, on the nose. It is. Um, I all I remember. So all I remember is the guy. What's his high? What's his higher? Yeah. <laughs> and also I remember um, Michael Rappaport being a Nazi in it. Yes. And he goes and shoots, tries to shoot people. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it is very. When I read the little plot about it, it's like a bunch of diverse cultures come to this university and like experience life. I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. <laughs> Um, it is like the extreme of the extreme of diversity, which probably is university. Yeah. Like you're in the, back in the nineties. You're in that same Ethan Hawke, that pretentious twenties phase of like, yeah. I'm all in on feminism or like right wing or sports or like yeah. whatever your thing is, like you're all in on it. Um, I did partly watch it cause Jennifer Connelly's in it. Um, <laughs> but it's John Singleton who did boys in the hood. That's the thing that would like, yeah. I, and look, I, I watched this movie back in the day. I just haven't watched it for a while. Does it still hold up? I think so. Um, it's. I don't want to say it's triggering, but there's, like you said, it's on the nose with the, the gun violence. Um, yeah. There's rape content that you do not see coming. It is quite full on. I think. I think I. I'd already had enough. <laughs> not enough of that, but like. I just wasn't in the mood for that. And I knew that that looking at some of the reviews on Letterboxd, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for that. So yeah. Yeah. It was good though. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. Um, nice amount of Liz Fair and Tori Amos going on. I'll, I look, I'm, I, it's definitely in my back pocket. I might watch it again. Um, when I, Ice Cube's really like, good. I do remember Ice Cube being really good in it. And also, um, we got like a young Tyra Banks in there. Yeah. Um, Omar Epps is actually, I, Omar Epps is amazing. I hated him in house. I don't know why. Um, but, so his girlfriend gets killed at the end. Yeah. And the way, like when Lawrence Fishburne's holding him, he's just, he's so good. Like what you'd be feeling like the pain, the anger, like mm. 
the struggle that he's going through in that moment. It's like, oh, he's he's selling this pretty well. Yeah. I'm into it. It was one of those ones that like people watched a lot back in the 90s. Like I remember it was, um, that with, I don't know what it was like. And now looking back, I'm like, oh God, like the people watching it, were they watching it for the you know, Nazi content? Or were they watching it for the... Yeah, the problem, they don't... <laughs> For being a black director, I don't think he puts enough negativity on that, which I don't feel like you should have to, obviously, because it's Nazi stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so coming through it, you're like, there's a little bit of like black gang stuff going here that yeah. seems a bit like stereotypical, but then they do push against it. Like every time security is like, hey, you guys get out of here. Ice Cube's like, well, why aren't you telling them to get it? Like, why is it just the black people you tell to leave? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They do push against it quite a lot, but they do, I think, bleed into those stereotypes a bit too much. And when... Michael Rappaport becomes a Nazi. Like, I feel like there's too many people watch that and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, gets, I agree with that. I'm into that. He gets kind of the short end a lot. And I reckon he's actually a really good actor. I reckon he, he for what he, when he's yeah. in a role, he, he puts his all into it. Like, you yeah. can't say he doesn't. So, and um, to be honest, I did not see it coming. Like, I didn't know much about it. And at the start, he plays this wiener so well. Yeah. I was worried about his hair because he's it's like, why is he wearing a terrible wig? which soon made sense because he shaves his head. Yeah. But it was so perfect with what you would expect of a school shooter to be. It charts that progress from like outsider to fucking angry white. Yeah. And man. like he tries to fit in. Yeah. He yeah. He tries to be cool and it doesn't work. So he's and like, like, cool. Like, yeah. This, this is, this is, this is what, this is what happens like yeah. every day. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's. Um... Also, Ice Cube smile. He finally graduates at the end. Yeah. And he like gets the hat on, he smiles, and the guy goes, All right, smile, and he doesn't. Yeah. Like he takes his smile off and it's like, that's cool. Like <laughs> and then the closing thing, it's got the American flag and it says unlearn. Like, ooh. Yeah. Um, Lawrence Fishman, by the way. You know how every year we have like one actor that's just in everything? Mm-hmm. This is his year. Larry Fishburne. This year. <laughs> um, so he was in Bad Company, he's in oh, this. Yeah. Um, he's in Just Cause. This like he's in Ooh. four movies in the first two months of this year. It's Ooh. like everyone was like was getting paid. Gaga for Fishburn. Yeah, fishing for Fishburn. <laughs> uh, before we go on TV, um, I do have a new uh, segment here, Ooh. and uh, it is just going over the um, the box office at um, of the month for America and US. Okay, uh, America and um, Australia. So the American box office, we have the top five: Dumb and Dumber, Disclosure. House guest, hey. <laughs> Little Women, and Nell, which is okay. weird. Yeah, that's a very sort of. I'm not no. gonna say effeminate uh, top five, but like, there's no real big action um, blockbusters in there. I suppose they've got none got released. But um, now for the Australian box office, oh, when I was trying to look that up um, on Box Office Mojo, they do not have a lot of, enough data. Like, no. so what I found is that. We probably didn't have cinemas yet, did we? <laughs> they give you the num- so I, went, I found it on the wiki and like they find they give you the number one um, movie um, for each week of the of the month. Yep. So for January, uh, we had the Mask for two weeks and also Decl- Disclosure for two weeks. So the Mask, um, and now this is this is really okay. when we find out that Australia got movies around about three or four months after the US. Yeah, because we went on this show. We tend to we well we don't tend to we do. We go by the US release for like a lot of these movies just because if we wait for the Australian ones, some might not get 
probably still. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'd have to wait. So, uh, so yeah, it's. It, um, I can't wait till next month because it's gonna blow your mind. What was the uh, the number one? Is it the bodyguard? No, <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> Um, so let's go on to uh, TV. Uh, so we had uh, Better Homes and Gardens start in um, in Australia, along with Today Tonight with uh, <laughs> your Lee McCloskey. <laughs> That's right. I have Julie Jolpe, you have Lee McCloskey. Yeah. <laughs> Well, other things on Saturday Night Live, we had uh, Jeff Daniels uh, with Luscious Jackson, David Hyde Pierce with Live. Man, I want to watch that one. Why is David Hyde Pierce on TV? Because it's amazing. Okay. Um, I found <laughs> I found an Instagram that's just dedicated to like just Niles quotes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I did want to go through some. Of the, so this is a pretty um big time for TV shows start in January in, in America. Um, one being Sybil. Sybil was one of my favorite shows. I really liked oh, it. Yeah, that's um, a bit of Sybil. I was very much um, in love with the daughter <laughs> in that show. Um, she, I remember the daughter. I really like Alicia Shepherd, Witt. So she's also she, you'll we'll see her in a couple of years' time. She plays the the lead role in uh, Urban Legends. Um, but Sybil Shepherd. Now going into this, like Sybil Shepherd's, she cops a lot of crap, and I think a lot of it is because she turned down a lot of powerful men in Hollywood. Oh. Um, there's a big long-standing thing about, about her and Bruce Willis in um, Moonlighting how like, he basically like apparently wanted more and she said no um, it got a bit sort of murky and then she sort of got blackballed from it like. oh. um, so yeah I was looking into a bit of stuff about Sybil Shepherd, and it's like she yeah she's she basically said like I grew up in a time where it wasn't good to essentially sleep around but it's what I like doing um, and then I got um, yeah, I got barred for it, and it's like if it was a dude, it would be he'd be slapped on the back and like you know yeah. it was awesome. But she was like, um, she did apparently. <laughs> um, I do one of her quotes from her um biography. She apparently she was with Elvis Presley, and Elvis Presley said wow. to, Elvis Presley said to her, "Ah, oh, um, white guys go don't go down on women," and then she said, "So I had to teach him." <laughs> So she taught Elvis. Okay. She taught Elvis Presley how to how to drop, <laughs> which I was like the the visual and the 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 funny visual of that is just amazing if you really think about it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> up Elvis. <laughs> I was shook up probably. <laughs> um, we also had um, look. I looked at a couple of um, uh, shows. There's. It's a weird time, but like so many sitcoms started, then like had five episodes, and then they just said, "Nah, fuck uh, off." Uh, we had Double Rush. We're not tolerating this. It's not the year for it. Yeah. <laughs> we had Double Rush, which was a show about bicycle couriers. Adam Goldberg's in it. I don't know whether you know Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg's in Higher Learning. Oh, really? I did not mention the cast in Higher Learning. It is insane. Someone please go on IMDb and look at the cast for Higher Learning because it's ridiculous. Fucking annoying. He's so good, though. Yeah. I like <laughs> he's him. He's in the same for Ryan. I remember he's the Jewish um, soldier. And Friends. In that. Yeah, I can see him in Friends. He's he's look. I'm look. I don't like him, but he's definitely '90s sitcom good. Like he's he's good at what he does, and he would he would he would slot into any sitcom club. His- He's a really good drama actor as well, though. I, I'm sad he hasn't done better in, in Hollywood because I'm I'm a fan. 
of um, his acting. I don't know what he's like as a person. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Uh, we had Hercules, the legendary journey start. <laughs> no one was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, and then we also had, um, they tried to reboot Get Smart. That didn't go very well. Mm. Um, and also the Wayans Brothers, uh, which if you, they can't, I can't find full episodes, but some of the clips they have up are pretty fucking funny. Definitely. And also we had the start, I must, I must also um, point out, Taxi Cab Confessions. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like, all the films we've gone through and, like, the TV shows you're mentioning and I have a list of names for you and, like, oh, that's why they're there. Oh, that's why they're there. <laughs> um, Taxi Cab Confessions, I think, was, like, that was a punchline to nearly every joke for the next five years. Like, there was, yep. there was, there was the amount of sitcoms or um, movies that have, like, a little section where, like, I think there's even a plot point for like a very major TV show. It was like, well, The Simpsons used it. Um, but I reckon it was for another TV show where like they find out that like the dad's doing something and it's like this because he, he was drunk on Taxi Cab Confessions or something. We had a, a four hour drive back from my sister's wedding in 2012 yeah. where we played Hungry Jack's Confessions. Like confessions about how much you like Hungry Jack's? Or... Basically. Like <laughs> embarrassing stories relating to Hungry Jack's. Could you and you feel up four hours of it? Or no, like it starts because someone has like an embarrassing Hungry Jack story, and then it just like oh, evolves nice. on. I like that. That's good. I mean, good. That's that could be a TV shows in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> you pitch that. <laughs> um, awesome. So let's uh, look. I have to. I can't look at you now. I have to say. So there's a lot of content for ninety ninety five, and I just I couldn't keep up Law and Order. Like it's just. If people ask for it back, then I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll try and make it work. But with the movies and the TV and the music and all that stuff, it was just... Sounds, sounds like you've also fallen out of love a little bit. No, look, if anyone who watches John Oliver saw the segment he did in Law and Order, like it did, it did make me sort of think like, ah, oh, yeah, this is kind of a fantasy show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, look, that's not... I mean, I watch Law and Order with both eyes wide open. Like I know that it's like not how it is. And I know that some of the stuff they do is questionable. Um, I still like it. I still like the characters. I still like the actors. I still like my justice served up to me in a nice 42 minute like um, meal deal. <laughs> I like them with, served to me in a minute meal deal. With sometimes um, <laughs> with sometimes a toy involved. Um, <laughs> so yeah, look, at some point, um, it's, it's probably not something that like everyone maybe should think that should be celebrated. So um, yeah, that's another reason that I'm sort of cutting it off. But look, you know, if, if something else comes up, um, there might be another TV show that I can do it for. Um but we've still got another long-running segment that we'll, um, we'll keep going, and that's uh, We Didn't Guess the Name, uh, where uh, my esteemed <laughs> colleague, Ben, goes through every guest that was on Conan O'Brien, because we're big fans of Conan O'Brien here, every guest that was on his show for the month of January 1995. But he has oh. to say him to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire by My Lord and Saviour, Mr. William Joel. I appreciate you saying your Lord and Saviour. Look, he's not mine. Yeah. Okay, so five, four, three, two, one. Mandy Patkin and Scott Wolf, Alan Alder, Bill Bellamy, John Sukut, and Norm Crosby. Betty the Bug, Lady Favor, Gilbert Godfrey, Roy Blunt, Junior Jonah Kearns, Lawrence Fishburne, hey! <laughs> Jane Pauley, Jamie Farr, Willard Scott, Jada Pinkett, Al Roker, Debbie Reynolds, 
Jeff Daniels, Lynn Woodfield, Stan Lee, Willie Nelson, Katie Wagner, John Leguizmiello, Dr. Ruth Westman, White <laughs> Shooter, Susan Power, Jerry Albert, Camille Paglia, David Hyde, Pierce, CG Magisov, hey. <laughs> Taxi Cab Confessions, hey. <laughs> Jones, Jack Noseworthy, Sean and Marlon Waynes. David Frost and Joan Collins, Dave Foley, Joan Goodall, David Brenner, Mira Savino, Crystal Bernard, Charles Dutton, Rosa Towson, Jennifer Colley, Senior Gene Kenny, Ed Begley <laughs> Jr., Richard Basler, Paul Savino, Richard Jenny. Oh, that was hard. Oh, just, oh, 58. Ooh, that was close. Yeah, you look, you did well. Those were some tough names. Um, and I've already read many of them today. They had the entire uh, Taxi Cab Confession. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the makers or what? That's uh, weird. Um, so let's go on to music. Uh, so in the Aria charts, uh, all January it was uh, it was it was Zombie Time uh, by the Cranberries in Australia, uh, which would. Makes sense because I just remember that being on the radio constantly and on the TV constantly. <laughs> not, and that's not a bad yeah, thing. Like, no. I mean, it was part of my uh, best songs of uh, 1984. So, yeah. yeah. Um, in the Billboard charts, uh, we had uh, Boys to Men on Bended Knee. Oh, wow. <laughs> was pretty um, inspired. And also uh, Creep by TLC, which I, I for some reason I can't remember how it went, so I want to play it right I now. I assume they just covered Radiohead. I don't really remember this. <laughs> Look. I do not remember that at all. No, but it's still good. I can't understand yeah. why it's number one. Um, so yeah, that uh, that chart shared it with um, uh, Boys to Men. Now, uh, with our uh, releases, you know, like in the movies, it's not usually like a, a huge um, list, but we had uh, Fu Manchu, Brownstone, Smith & Wesson, Throwing Muses, The Roots, Zampano, Swans, Van Halen, Local H, Tribe 8, Simple Minds, Free Kitten, Team Dretch, Dancehall, Clash- Dancehall Crashes, and Porcupine Tree. So... <laughs> I can say that to like many people and like maybe they know the roots. Yeah. Or even then when I saw the roots, I was like, Oh, there was another band called The Roots. Because I did not think the roots had been around for this long. Yeah, and like this album is fucking really good. It, I, it is they're a good time. I didn't listen like deep dive many albums. Yeah. Like I listened to the playlist a bit. Uh there's a lot of things that I don't like and don't have any time for. <laughs> yeah, so the roots album is Do You Want More? Um definitely uh, if you this is really, really good hip hop and really, really uh, decent album, and um, I can't wait to see hear more because I know they're they just got banger after banger after banger sort of on on these albums coming out. So, did you listen to Swans? I tried to. Yeah, it was real hit and miss. I um, some of it was kind of catchy, some of it was annoying. Mind, body, light, soul. Yeah, I could not stop listening to it for some reason. Let's right, so listen to that one. This is um, it seemed very experimental to me. I don't know. Oh yeah, I can see you liking this. Yeah. It's kinda of like a screaming trees, crooked vultures. Yeah. Cult sort of. Yeah, I can see a cult influence there. Um I really liked uh Zampano. 
Um, so Zampano, they done um, two albums, and um, the lead singer would go on to form the the new pornographers. I think in the late, early two thousands. I was very surprised that none of these members were involved at all with Ben Folds or the Shins <laughs> or like Weezer or anything. like. Yeah. So good. How much is it like the Shins as well? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But it's like this these guys obviously released, came first, but this could be released today and be yeah. legit. Like it's just it's really decent stuff. Um, I, I don't know uh, if it's worth talking about anything else. Um, throwing muses wasn't too bad. I really yeah. liked um, Team Dretch as well. Tribe Eight, they're a um, band from uh, I think San Francisco. They were like a real, um, they were like queer core sort of band. Um, and man, some I, I looked into it. I tried to find like for the clips on the Instagram, there's no film clips that I could find. And also uh, the lead singer of Tribe 8 would perform naked with a strap on. Um, And she, uh, like their shows were pretty brutal. She would get people up on stage to like interact with her and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, But there's, uh, this one's pretty good. This is called Butch in the Streets. And um, really like this other band called Team Dretch, which I couldn't really sort of... They, they, they did a couple as well. Um, but this one's called Hate the Christian Right, which is just a great name for us to say. <laughs> Reminds me of like um, a lot of... I mean, that could, again, that could be released today and be yeah. relevant. Like um, it's definitely sort of starting to be feel less 90s and more just um you know music in general like there's like there's that thing like and obviously we heard, we felt more of it in 1990 but the 80s creeped into the music and yeah. movies a little bit too like there was that 80s sort of um effect on it but now it's just it's starting to come to come into its own team dretch is from um uh washington um i'm not sure if they're still around oh they're still gone today they, so. they couldn't really get on i didn't hate it but that's i got so so stuck on zampano that i didn't really give like i was listening to the playlist yeah once i got onto zampano like the whole album wasn't great um but they had like a few like real standout tracks i do have to make slight mention for porcupine tree (laughs) because uh a friend of ours kieran mentioned them to me probably a year or two ago okay and i tried them out because they're like of this era um but this album, there's some bits where I'm like, oh yeah, this is for me. I could see me listening to it. And then the next one, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Why is this a song? Go away. Yeah, I wasn't. I'll, I'll play a couple of things. They um, are, They seem a bit tall to me. They do seem like tools. But like, it's got that. Same with um, who was the other one that I mentioned that I forgot all about? Uh, Swans. Yeah. Like it's got that kind of droning, screaming trees, Alice in Chains kind of sound in it. And I think this is like, where we're gonna but... start. We're gonna start to have a divide because like, well, I'm going into my wheelhouse now of like, punk. 
Yep. And you're going into your house of like that. The cult. (laughs) Well, like, you know, you you do like the more sort of rocky, like heavier types of stuff. I like some shoegazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I like Dance of Crashes. They were really good. (laughs) They're fun. (laughs) Everything sounded like a TV intro. (laughs) Um, Look, and I want to like, the 90s are often, and we've, you know, not that I'm saying we haven't said it as well. The 90s are often um, female female bands weren't really given a lot of time of day, um, and I didn't give these bands time of day like back in the day, which I, I wish I had. But like this just goes to show that like you've got the Dancehall Crashes, you got um, Team Dretch, you got Tribe, um, two of them being actual queer core bands. Um, I just read um, this morning when I was looking at Team Dretch, like they do a lot of stuff for the trans rights community in um, uh, in America at the moment through their Bandcamp page, um, you had this, these really, really good female bands that just never got like as much uh, support as, the, as yeah. the male ones. When I was watching that um, Pick It Up documentary about Scar, they had the Save Ferris um, lead singer and she was saying like, you know, being a female back then is scary. Like, you know, especially in the Scar scene where you have like maybe like eight guys <laughs> and, you know, um, just... and. Like just she'd look out into the crowd and just be there would just be like men everywhere and um it would have been like a really really hard time and I'm not saying it's, it's I'm not saying it's it's all good and all better now it's obviously still um hard which sucks but good thing about this podcast is I'm finding these bands like now like you know Team Dretch is definitely on my um my regular rotation now it's, it's they're amazing so yeah um one more just uh, I feel like this kind of is a good segue. Um, still music, Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. uh, along with Neil Young, Crazy Horse, and L7, did a Voters for Choice concert in January. Oh yeah, cool! Celebrating the 22nd anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Oh, good timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe um, that might have been the same time that uh, I think Neil Young did his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, either this month or next month. Um, Hopefully next month. <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't make much. I think it was he was the only one of note that sort of oh. went in. But the the best thing is if you ever watch the PJ Twenty doco, and Eddie does his speech, and just like Neil Young laughing backstage is one of the funniest things. So, Neil Young laughing is very creepy and funny yeah. at the same time. He's he's the crypt keeper. And um, apparently they put Pelgium and Ticket Ticketmaster next to each other, or the tables next to each other. Smooth. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I think like um, I was going to talk about Free Kitten, but that was uh, <laughs> not very good. No, that were um, it's uh, Kim Gordon's suffrage. Aww, yeah, that makes sense. Um, ah, uh, oh, there's a I do want to. <laughs> there's like one of the narkiest quotes I think from the Guardian um, about their album. I just want to um, say it. I was... <laughs> Look, and I, I don't I don't feel this way, but you know it's uh... so the album was nice ass or oh, nice ass. Uh, critical reception Carolyn Sutherland reviewed the album, album unfavorably in the garden writing the 15 songs all of which were previously on singles or EPs range from mildly abusing to not very the gosh this is fun screeching on the manic secret sex screen you can't imagine wanting to play this twice huh. harsh Carolyn <laughs> that was being a female musician in the 90s yeah uh, so let's do our tops, um, top albums, and uh, are we going to do top songs as well? Easily. 
No problemo. Okay, top songs, top albums, and uh, top films for the for the month. Your so, film is Yellow Dog, obviously. No, my film's going to be uh, Before Sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Higher Learning. Nice. Um, it, you know, it had its moments that kind of scared me, but I think so, it's. I feel so like it was an, supposed to be scary, man. See, I'm the I'm the guy from Before Sunrise now. <laughs> I feel like it's an important film. Sorry, I'm going to write these down because so you can cheat. No, no, that's because uh, at the end of last season, when I was like, what did we go for? I'm like, oh, I should probably write them down next season. <laughs> um, and what do you reckon for... Zampano is definitely my album. Yep. Surely, uh, surely it's yours, right? Nah, Team Dretch is mine. Oh. Stabbed a guess. Um, and the song is Oh, the Atkins- Atkinson Girl by Zampano. <laughs> Could also be um, uh, a TV, yeah, a, yeah, a show called The Accent. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna have to go. Growing up in Springfield by Team Dretch. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Out of all these ones, I was like, and look, look, it's just that thing of. Um, when you find something new, you like just like sort of play it into the ground. This is like, and like I, I play I play Zampano a lot too. But um, yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go uh, uh, Team Dretch for the song as well. So cool. That, that's nice. At least we you know stuck stuck with our bands. Yeah. Um, cool. So that is January 1995 done. We've started our 95 season, and. What a oh, way to start. Man. I can't believe how good it was. It's good. It can only go up from here. <laughs> it can definitely go down, but um, having a sneak peek at February, I'm, I'm quite excited that mm. oh, that's, it just means more work. <laughs> There's things that I want to watch and things I feel I need to watch more. Although we'll, I still uh, haven't watched Malcolm X. We'll, uh, we'll both have to um, be tuning into uh, the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> Do we? Oh, well... Um, I believe it charts quite well in both in both countries, so we should probably watch that uh, one. Uh, and yeah, looking in like and please, if we if we forget anything, because I'm doing as much research as I can, especially for the bands, because um, a lot of release dates are kind of different. <laughs> Some of them say that it's in this, especially Australian bands. Like a lot of them just say, "Oh, they came out in January." I'm like, "Well, if, that, if that's the case, January must have been a bumper month for for, for Australian bands because like yeah. ten people came out." Then you sort of look look closer and find the different ones. So, if you can, if we make any mistakes, please let us know. Um, livingthepast at gmail dot com. Uh, check out our uh, Instagram because man, there's gonna be lots. Kick Tanar. Let's look lots of kick Tanar footage. Um, we're gonna yeah, put some stuff up of our um, our favorites. So a lot of. Uh, you know, maybe we can get a bump in Zimpano and Team Dretch's yeah. <laughs> listenership. Get them um, like 30 cents through Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, please subscribe uh, if, if you if you like our stuff. We also have another podcast that's uh, currently um, on hold, which is Do You Think I'm Spooky? That's when we go through two X-Files episodes uh, a, a week. Um, uh, season three is, is coming up. Um, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> uh, um, but until... I think that's everything. We got everything? Yeah. We're good? Yeah. Until right. next time, live in the now. <laughs> Bye, pasties.
Thanks for listening to Living in the Past. Music by Antigold. Check out his stuff at antigold.bandcamp.com. Artwork by Carly Kagenbin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenbin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenbin at hotmail.com. Do you like the X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cozy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.